is the podcast tight knitness that they have what we're shooting for? Is that oh, yeah, new goal? I I'm shooting for a fan base that when I say we're gonna go break into a high security place, that they're like, yeah, let's go. Like that's my goal of the podcast. See, and mine's Alex like, is already there, man. Yeah, exactly. Alex there. He's on. <laughs> Alex there. We got him. We can quit. Let's hire. Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Javier Ortiz. What is up, my nerds? And Ian Anderson. Some shit. Do you ever find yourself wondering if you should spend the time, money, or both on a movie? We're here to answer that question for you. Each week, we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. We appreciate your help growing the podcast. Go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend about us. Check out our website, whatsourverdict.com. Subscribe to our email list for exclusive content and updates. And yeah, leave us a review. We want to hear from you. Just to give you guys a heads up, we are on Podchaser. And if you use Podchaser, even if you don't, go sign up now. They're doing a cool charity event. Um, If you leave a review and we reply, which we will, we'll keep an eye out on Podchaser and and reply. For every review and reply, they're donating a quarter to Meals on Wheels of America. So nice opportunity for some free charity where you get to help donate and you don't have to actually spend any money or do anything with it. All you got to do is leave us a review, good, bad, or ugly. Leave us something. We'll reply to it regardless. And let's uh, let's help out the charity. It's free and it helps podcasts. So it's a little bit selfish, but we love that. Guys, can I be the one who responds to negative reviews? Absolutely. Cool. I'll send you links so you can do that. got a windy Twitter vibe response waiting for yeah dude that's what i'm thinking they're like i, I don't it. like i don't like your vibe i'm like well fuck you jared we don't like your vibe either <laughs> Shit, the last guy that gave us a shitty review you offered to send him a t-shirt albeit a funny t-shirt yeah if he grew Not up <laughs> <laughs> oh we still owe update we found out who jj's biggest fan is it's alec baby i already sent him his shirt dude it's on the way Oh, you did? Yeah. Well, that's nice of you. As soon as you told me, I sent him a shirt. He, Screw you, Alec. In fact, he, <laughs> in fact, he, he responded to some uh, positive reviews. <laughs> <laughs> it was positive for everyone but me. I got a 2.5. I mean, hey, it's middle of the road. <laughs> it's middle of the road. No, he left us another uh, comment, as he does. That's what we love Alec for. He leaves us comments every week. And on the accountant, he says, can't wait for my shirt to get here. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said on Justice League, he's like, can't wait to rock some sweet What's Our Verdict merch. <laughs> so he will be rocking it soon. So, yeah, that was funny. All right. So today we're reviewing Godzilla versus Kong. It was released March 31st, 2021, written by Terry Rossio and Michael Doherty. It was directed by Adam Wingard. It stars Kaylee Hoddle, Rebecca Hall, Alexander Skarsgård, Millie Bobby Brown, Brian Tyree Henry, Isaac Gonzalez, Julian Dennison, and Kyle Chandler. In the epic next chapter in the cinematic monsterverse pits two of the greatest icons in motion picture history against one another, the fearsome Godzilla and the mighty Kong with humanity caught in the balance. If you haven't seen this movie, now's the time to pause, go watch it, or at the very least, go check out our spoiler-free review on our YouTube channel where you can see if you should check this thing out or not. Once you've seen it or you're ready to hear spoilers, come back because we're about to spoil the shit out of this thing. Yeah, let's dive in right where we left off with this thing, guys. We got into a lot with the the spoiler free, but I want to dive deep into this thing. And I want to talk about this story because we mentioned the story and how the people part's boring. But I'm very intrigued by this hollow earth thing. Like, I thought that was cool as shit. And that was something yeah. that, like, it comes from a lot of, like, monster mo- monster lore and, like, 
in books mm-hmm. and things like that. Journey to the Center of the Earth, all that cool shit. So there's a lot of references to that. So I liked the way that they played that. I hated the way they got there because yeah, the technology was really fucking weird. I don't under I don't understand the technology, right? Yeah. Because and I may have missed a movie because we were introduced to Doctor Good Looking Dude. Um, he wasn't in the other two. Any okay. of the other three. So I didn't. I didn't miss a movie then, because then he was no. like, "Was like, I watched my brother get crushed to death," and I was like, "That was all brand new and fucking oh, okay. just this little blip of here's a little bit of story." Oh, okay, perfect. So I didn't miss it. Everyone is as lost as I am. Then, yeah, good, awesome. Because then they're like, "What if I told you we had technology?" And I was like, "That could withstand the pressure." I'm like, "The pressure of a planet? But that's not. Yeah. It's not. That's not something that." exists but then you like see the technology and it's like it's reverse gravitational technology so they have the little rainbow stuff that's on it and i'm like oh okay so then it like reverses the gravity that makes sense i guess and then i'm like okay cool these things are like indestructible machines that's that's got to be helpful and then they're not they're very they're very destructible machines so i'm just confused as to how that technology works and what exactly it does. Which is probably one of the biggest mm-hmm. things. I think Go they ahead, call Ian. it movie man. I think they call it movie man. <laughs> exactly. Oh, shit. <laughs> That is I was surprised true. that Kong like didn't have to go through anything to make it down there because that was I my other like thing. A monster, but he kind of just willy nilly did his thing, and they were cool with it. I was like, all right, well, if this like super technological thing had to be made so you guys don't get crushed to death, I think he would feel some of that. And I well, think it's the way they explained it was the problem because the problem was is once you got to a certain point, the gravity's flipped. And so it was the the technology was supposed to be anti-gravity engines. So it was one of those things that when that gravity switched, you were able to flip the engine and then reverse before you got mushed into the fucking mountain that you were flying towards. Anyway, like the whole way that I understood it and I had to work to get there in my brain was as soon as they got through the core and they hit the hollow earth section where we saw that the gravity flipped to where they're flying, they hit that part and they're actually, they would double then in speed, right? Because now gravity gravity's pulling along with the engine they needed technology that allowed them to reverse the engines without destroying the ship my, my other thing Which, is they spent who knows how much money building these things and didn't think about like autopilot right so they're like free falling and this dude's like trying to like get control of the ship i'm like this just doesn't seem like what if you passed out right like yeah because mm-hmm. you probably would with the gravitational pull that were like the g-force right yeah. probably oh, absolutely out. if not worse right So then their idea was we're going to send some people through who knows how many G's. Hopefully they don't pass out because they're going to be in a free fall and then they got to drive still. It just just seems like a series of bad decisions. Well, couldn't you aren't all engines like for flying anti-gravity basically then? Because couldn't you just put another engine in the front and like switch it on? Go back the other way. You, you need to start a rival company. Be like, I see what you guys did. I just stuck a bottle rocket at the front of mine. And in theory, you can. But what the problem in the science they were trying to explain and did a really shitty job of is that switching gravity by switching to the and going the other direction just out of the blue actually puts so much pressure on the hull of the ship. It would be like an accordion because you had gravity. Okay. You were going really fast. And now gravity's pushing you the other way and you're fighting against it. So now 
you would you would accordion oh, your ship. That's, so that's why what he all got the crush. Yes, that's why all the colors. Gotcha. It, it was showing the shielding that allowed them to not fucking crush the ship when they switched gravitational pull. Oh, and that's that, why Khan gotcha. could go through because he wasn't. He yeah, wasn't. He, did, he wasn't going. He, was just he just falling. fell and then fucking fell again. It just the other way, and so it was. Yeah, he wasn't ever reversing and changing his his speed or his you know that the way that that works. So I mean, it was just like they just explained it very terribly because they took a 30 second snippet to say my brother got crushed because of gravity hey we have a ship that'll keep that from happening they don't explain that it's switching gravity and you're according your ship it's just he fucking died that's why i thought i missed something i'm like they must have explained how the science works in a different movie and instead of doing that again they're just calling back to that no that's so weird knowing that now i would change my tactic and i would just give them parachutes and like send them behind Kong. And then when they pop out, they start coming the other way. Just pull the parachute, right? Yeah. 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 Dude, jetpacks and parachutes. Yeah. That's all you need. But yeah, then you like can't fly your ass out. Jetpacks. Jetpacks and jet parachutes, packs. baby. I know. I know. There's so many ways to do it. They just over-explained it and then, or they under-explained it and then over-showed it. Like it was just, and I was laughing. I was like, just fucking make it so that he went in. Because you could have solved this problem. Right. He went into the hollow earth. He didn't fucking come out. They don't know what happened. He went in. Nothing came out. We we've sent in a couple. And then afterwards, they've sent in a couple more. They sent in a couple more. Nothing ever comes out. We lose track. Everything blows up. So now all of a sudden you have this. Well, let's see what happens. And then you have this moment when they get in there and you see that there's these destroyed ships because a monster got them because they crashed. There's any number of reasons why they didn't make it out. Why does it have to be some elaborate bullshit fucking weird ass gravity pull? Anyway, yeah, I just I think know. they tried to be fancy and it's like, you don't need to be. This movie's not designed to be fancy because you haven't set it up. If they've right. done it in the previous two Godzilla movies and one Kong movie, then maybe you have the time over three movies like Javier you're talking about to set up this payoff. But you didn't do that. You didn't even yeah. talk about Hollow Earth until this movie. Right. So, I, I, yeah, I do think it's funny. And I'm jumping ahead and then we can jump back when we get into Hollow Earth. Kong immediately gets his ass kicked by like <laughs> that flying lizard thing. Yeah. And the only reason he survived is because the humans there like open fired on this thing. And then Kong went berserk, right? Like ripped this thing apart, ate it, and then like swaggers away. And I and I'm in the theater. I'm like, okay, dude, don't act like you didn't just get your ass handed to you, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. When I laughed at that part, too, because he kills the one by grabbing it and like swinging it into the ground. And then the other one, he does pretty much like two times that much damage by beating on it. And I realized it was bigger. But I'm like, how did he survive like three times as much pummeling when that dude just got swung into some rocks? Like, (laughs) what the hell? Like an inconsistent level of. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, then another one that bothered me was this fucking hyperloop from Florida to China. Yeah, I didn't get that either. So, like, I think that's cool. And they've talked about having that technology, but you see that it gets up into like six or 700 miles an hour. And it's not designed to take humans, is my, was my understanding. I mean, six or 700 miles an hour, you're talking like Mach 1. And they kind of showed them laying on the ground like they passed out. But like that kind of speed, if it went up into 1,200, 2,000 miles an hour, and I don't know what you would need to do to get from Florida to fucking China in whatever time they were there, because I don't tell you. But 
there's a good possibility you do more than pass out and you would be passed out the entire time you're traveling at those speeds. That lack of oxygen and brain will fucking kill you. Like those kind of fucking speeds will kill you. Any, no damage. Anything that kind of involved Bernie's podcast crew, I'll call him that, was just like super that. interesting to kind of watch. Like, especially when they come back into, before they get into the, the hyperloop, uh, they come to this destroyed building and they say, oh, hey, look at this elevator. I wonder where it goes. And there's no like security checkpoint. There's no card you got to swipe. They just head right down into the main, like, which everybody there, I guess, survived because it was underground when Godzilla came. I don't know. I guess. It was just a lot of that stuff. Or when they <laughs> when they go to the store and start looking for somebody who's bought a lot of bleach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no shit. Uh, yeah. Oh, but that that guy, the the store owner, he's a great comedian. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I I think uh Millie Bobby Brown was like wasted on her character. Oh, like, she's so way more talented much. than what this character was so that was uh, acting wise like my biggest disappointment not because she did bad but i'm like i've seen you in uh, like enola holmes like that's my bar for billy bobby brown i'm like this didn't get anywhere close to that right like um hopefully she had fun because it was a stupid character for her (laughs) it was really bad really bad which is sad because in the last godzilla movie the Godzilla King of the Monsters, like her character was interesting. Mm-hmm. And this is like a direct, I mean, it's the same character. It's yeah. a direct extension. And I think that's the part that pisses me off the most about this movie is they have these three movies of setup. And don't get me wrong, Kong Skull Island, the characters were pretty bad. The story was eh, but at least they tried to tell a good story in mm-hmm. Kong Skull Island. And there were some interesting parts, especially Samuel Jackson's character, where he thought he was some Billy Badass and going to take out Kong by himself. And then, but you had the two Godzilla movies were actually pretty decently strong character driven movies. Like they weren't bad as far as that goes. And then all of a sudden, this thing, you just add Kong into the mix and the thing goes to hell when it comes to these characters. Like they were just bad. It just felt all over the place. Yeah. Right? And like, I think that's what happens when you take two movies and you try to smash yeah. the characters together, right? It's just you're trying to get equal screen time between everyone. But yeah. like, it was just all over the place. Yeah, we're following the podcast crew around and we would occasionally jump to like Millie Bobby Brown's dad. And then sometimes we were with Kong and his little posse. And then sometimes we were with the rich people when they were building Mecha Godzilla. Like, which honestly, I thought I'd be more disappointed to see Mecha Godzilla. That worked for me a little bit. Yeah, it was pretty cool. There are parts of it where I was like, this is weird. But anyway, my biggest issue with the podcast group is he recorded through a laptop microphone and sounded great. Yep. As someone who is still trying to figure out a year later how mics work, (laughs) that is not accurate. No, trust me. You know, as someone that edits now three different podcasts, ours and then two others, like I hate when people record on their laptop mics. Like I hate that shit. Yeah. It's terrible. That his whole setup made me laugh, dude. Okay, can we talk about? I'm gonna jump into things that I do like. Yeah, yeah, dude. We don't fuck around. We're five minutes into this movie and Godzilla shows up. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Yeah. I was expecting like let's build some stuff, whatever. He shows up and wrecks 
that uh that um compound whatever yeah the apex facility yeah and i was like holy shit you see godzilla for the first time he's lighting up blue beamed everywhere I'm like this is cool like yeah. this is really cool i love that they didn't waste time on either of them because the first like my favorite part was like kong when he's like snapping up against the mountain and like he wakes up (laughs) (laughs) and he like he starts stretching i'm like fuck did they film me when i wake up in the morning like what the hell It's like that's what my big dumbass looks like when I wake up. Just like uh. <laughs> I love that shit, dude. And then he gets his tree, makes like a spear, just like nonchalantly. It's just yeah. a morning routine. Throws it just up, and then it lands into like the side of the building. You figure out that it's uh, uh what is that movie the with uh, yeah, the Truman yeah. Show? It's it's King Kong Truman Show. <laughs> yeah, which Kong School Island they don't capture him no so and they're on skull island that's yeah. what they they're on skull island the problem is is the storm so when you watch kong skull island their storm is outside of the island the island sits in the eye of that storm uh-huh and what they've shown is is that that storm has moved and shifted and hit skull island which makes it really unlivable outside oh, so of that, that dome for him to survive yeah they built that to keep him from leaving the island because if he leaves the island then godzilla comes after him because there can't be two alpha titans right 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 so that's they built that dome obviously he's pissed about the dome but i did think that was kind of interesting that they made such a big deal about that there can't be two and then at, by the end they kind of work together and there are two <laughs> That is a lesson on tolerance and acceptance, Ian. Godzilla has decided that just because Kong is different doesn't mean that he's bad. I was wondering what the lesson of this movie was. Thank you, Javier. Yeah, that's a good lesson to learn, definitely. But I will counter that when somebody asks who's the bad monster on the block they now don't have an answer so that kind of hits at me because i want an yeah. answer to that question i will say like this movie is very predictable right because like as soon as you figure out mecha godzilla's in here i'm like okay so godzilla is going to kick the shit out of king kong king kong is mm-hmm. going to kick the shit out of mecha godzilla who technically beat godzilla so we're going to be, be at this impasse and that's yeah. exactly what happens <laughs> I was just going to take it to the um, the fight in the water, like while they were oh, uh, so on the boats. Kong. Yeah, I was not expecting that to be because I saw Godzilla swimming. I was like, there's nothing King Kong can do. He's sitting on a little island where he can't move. But it was mm-hmm. actually really entertaining to watch them fight. And then King Kong like jumps from the ship onto this aircraft carrier. Uh, it was pretty sick. I do have to ask, though, why didn't they just go with the flight plan to begin with? Because I feel like that would have been simpler, easier, and the obvious one, considering Astrid. that Godzilla has such an advantage on water. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't get the boat thing. I was the yeah. same way. Like, I my cuts to him, like King Kong being on a boat, like chained up. I'm like, wow, this is a bad idea on, on like a lot of different levels. But one of them is, yeah. Godzilla shows up like swimming around every time. Like there was a couple of problems for me with this whole part. One, let me just reiterate that what you say it is very true. That battle scene is epic. So I'm glad that they so were good. stupid because it was really cool. And it did give you some of the better hu- human scenes because Gia out on the in the rain. Oh, that was cool. 
that was where way cool like, signs for the first time that was cool shit though i will say that that brings up a whole nother problem is you've lived on this island with this thing for 10 years or 15 years or whatever that doctor that the scientist lady says that rebecca hall's character says i've been living with him for 10 years and you have never seen this giant ass ape freaking yeah. sign before the fuck are you watching like <laughs> i mean not doing a very good job observing this animal if these had conversations with this child that, over the last yeah, 10 years that means they have left this child unattended yeah with kong on a regular basis and it's not like they're having like yes and no conversations she literally gia tells rebecca hall's character he's afraid he's she yeah. gives him this big explanation of all this exposition where he he didn't tell you because he was afraid and this that like this is some deep ass conversation yeah. so you have these giant ass gorilla hands frying around this dome and you didn't see that shit for yeah. 10 years come on he, he knows the concept and can express the concept of home and fear right like <laughs> yeah come on <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's neither here nor there. But I think what they're trying to say is, for one thing with the flying is, those Chinooks that they had to double up and carry him in the net, carrying that much weight, they're probably going to run out of fuel between Florida and... Antarctica. Antarctica. So that's, that's my only explanation. But they could have had, like, boats lined up where you drop his dumb ass long enough to fuel the Chinooks, bring in the next two, and you just kind of puddle jump his ass so he's not sitting in the ocean. There are smarter ways to do it than just yeah. loading him up on a ship. On that boat, they were still two days out, weren't they? Yeah. Isn't that what he said? Yeah. So there's, what helicopter can carry that payload for two days? So well, you I'm still sure have that issue. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure they had to do what I was just talking about and either refuel, drop him, whatever it is. But there's a lot of things that you have to really put up your level of disbelief and let it go because well because here's my other problem so they got him on this boat in in the past two movies what has drawn out godzilla is the cries and the screams of and the roars of these other titans so you had the mm -hmm. in the first godzilla movie it was the two the mutos and then in the second one it was good it was all the other major titans you had mothra and you had king whatever his name Ghidorah. so all mm -hmm. these monsters but it was their roaring it was the the alpha noise that drew him out there and i realized during the rain like that rainstorm kong was going but if we know and it's been documented that it's the alpha noise that draws kong out just fucking knock this big monkey's ass out with fucking sedatives for the entire trip if he's not making noises godzilla's not gonna know but well, he, they had him knocked out. yeah and kong wasn't making noises well, he did in the rainstorm. So the rainstorm, when he was talking to Gia, he got mad because he was out in the rain and he was screaming and banging and pulling on the chains. And they kept telling him, you got to quiet him down. Mm. And that's the moment where I'm like, you've got this fucking giant neck thing around him that's got all the sedative in the back. Just push the fucking button a couple more times and fucking knock his ass out. He'll shut the fuck up. Why are we sitting here watching him at fucking throw a tantrum when you've got the means to knock his ass asleep? <laughs> It's just the, the level of stupidity that the humans show in this movie. I, I did think that was weird. Like Kong yeah. wakes up and I'm like, all right, what's the plan here? Like the dude's awake. Yeah. Like, it's, a, it's a good thing he doesn't have a problem being chained to a fucking boat. Yeah, clearly. Right. Like, yeah. And it's a good yeah. thing. The only thing, because the only thing, the only explanation they give is he doesn't destroy the boat because the little girl's on it. I'm like, well, good for her. <laughs> Dude, And I don't know how ocean liners work, but when Godzilla, like, attacks the boat, it capsizes. And then Kong just turns it over like a canoe. And yeah. I'm like, is that how? Which is not a task. <laughs> no. 
Right. So I'm like, okay, like, I guess we're just, we're just good now. Not to mention that there's water all over inside of this boat. Once that happens, you're fucked. <laughs> like it's, you don't just flip it over and the water runs out. <laughs> like that's not yeah. how this shit okay. works. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I'm not wrong in that like mode of no. thought, right? I'm like, is that how boats work? <laughs> like, no. I don't know anything. I don't know the first thing about these things, but I, I just mention, feel like intuitively that's about it. The, every time that boat rolled over and it rolled over like three times, like those people are getting tossed around like rag dolls with fucking piping and engine parts and cabin pressure like they're just bouncing around and they all just get up like i'm good <laughs> yeah yeah what's her name like the 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 kong whisperer and that deaf girl or mute girl they were like drowning yeah and then they're like oh let's open the door and it just like spills out they're like cool walk it off it's crazy <laughs> yeah there's some serious shit you gotta go okay yeah. it's a giant ape and a giant lizard we gotta let it go <laughs> yeah but like that's so i think that's my biggest problem with this movie i'm like sure. i came to see a giant ape and a giant lizard i didn't come to see a crazy podcaster make a series of bad decisions yeah. right like <laughs> uh, like i'm with you ian like first of all like millie bobby brown's character like how she gets involved like doesn't make any sense to me where she's like i'm listening to this podcast and he needs help let's go find some bleach i'm like what <laughs> what and then her friend is like tagging along and they're like, we're going to go break into Apex. And her kid, her friends like sitting at the table like, fine. I'm like, fine? What? I'm sorry. Dude, if JJ and Ian came to me and they're like, yo, you know that place that just got wrecked by Godzilla? We're going to go break into it. I'd be like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and they're like, well, we are. I'm like, that's fine. But like, I'm not going. So I just like the way people are getting involved in the story just like doesn't yeah. make sense to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, are the human part of this movie was a podcast is to eventually be to the level that we would break in. Like this podcast is are there is the podcast titanitness that they had what we're shooting for? Is that oh, yeah, new goal? I I'm shooting for a fan base that when I say we're going to go break into a high security place that they're like, fuck yeah, let's go. Like, that's my goal of the podcast. See, and Alex like, is already there, man. Yeah, exactly. Alex there. He's on. <laughs> Alex there. We got him. We can quit. Retire. That's what I'm looking for. I want the fan base to like turn our podcast because for them, it's the listeners that came and got him and made him break into it. I want yeah. our listeners to reach out and be like, there's a, a movie. I'm sure you guys haven't seen it, but I'll, I'll have to introduce you to it. And Javier, it'll make you enjoy a certain element of star wars because you'll think this movie's funny it's called fanboys have you ever heard of it mm -hmm. okay so I'll, I'll give a quick synopsis i'll keep it brief but this is what i want i want one of our fans to reach out because these guys what it is is this group of friends in high school or they just graduated high school or something i don't remember what it is but one of their friends has cancer okay spoilers for fanboys if you haven't seen this walk away one of their friends gets diagnosed with cancer and is dying and they're relatively young and they're all star wars nerds and they all come back together and do this giant road trip out to skywalker ranch which is george luke George Lucas's home in California, where he's got his vault of all the Star Wars shit. They were going to break in and steal episode one and watch it so before he died, right? Because that was their thing. And it's a fucking hilarious movie. It's because it makes fun of Star Wars and Star Trek, and it's got all these meta jokes in it. It's really fucking funny. That's what I want. I want somebody to be like, dude, let's go break into Skywalker Ranch, or let's go break into some movie studio. Like, let's fucking go. <laughs> JJ sounds like he could be easily convinced for oh, anyone yeah. listening. I'm always for that kind of shit. You just come Vince, say, let's do some dumb shit. And I'm like, am I going to die? Probably not. That's good enough for me. That's good enough for me. Dude. Oh, so in this part of the movie, this is where I start having issues with just like the technology, right? Where... 
They're in this like high security facility and Bernie just like screwdriver yeah. opens a lock and it's just like, psh, it just opens up for him. And I'm like, what the fuck? Wait, really? Like we're just, we could just screwdriver our way past this. I had problems with that whole section of those three. I'm, I'm fine with them going into the destroyed part of this building. Cause you can obviously tell that that place yeah. apex, the company, they don't yeah. give a shit. They've yeah. moved on. They're on to the next place. My problem is, is once you hit that sub-level basement that takes you down into like the Hyperloop area, this is a company that just, they're building a giant ass Godzilla, robot Godzilla. I think their security measures are going to be a little bit better. And these guys just willy-nilly walk through this entire facility like they own the place. Yeah. Right down to just, being in the kill box. Yeah, that, yeah that's what I was just going to say. Like right to Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. So I'm like, theoretically, if I figure this out, I could just load up one of these container units with a just a nuke just a shit ton of explosives yeah. and just be done with mecha godzilla boom 30 minute movie it's yeah. one episode of a of a mini series i could be done with mecha yeah, it, just, <laughs> it doesn't make sense the well in the whole mecha godzilla like technology confused me too because you have one of Ghidorah's heads right mm -hmm. and Ghidorah. i don't know why i can't say his name one of king Ghidorah's heads now all the of a other sudden one is in mecha godzilla yeah, right. the other one's in Mecha Godzilla, and all of a sudden, King Ghidorah's heads are telepathic, and okay, they're I tapping. Gonna, I was going to ask about that. I'm like, is that common knowledge? Because they just sort of like nonchalantly. Yeah, they just drop this shit. Oh yeah, and they drop it as like a joke. Like, oh yeah, they're you know, it's like the guy, the podcast guy, like makes a joke about him being yeah. telepathic because his heads are so big, or he's so big, and his heads are so far apart. Yeah, they have to be telepathic. They like, have to be able oh. to communicate that way. And I'm like, okay, yeah. fine. But then let me get this straight. So you have King Ghidorah's heads. You have a functional brain, I guess, which we never actually see. You just see the guy sitting in the skull like some weird shit. Then King Ghidorah's brain like takes over Mechagodzilla. And well, somehow the pilot neuros in. So the pot. So they just use the like telepathic neuroways, neuroways. And then yeah. the pilot dude gets in and it's his brain that's kind of that's controlled. Sure. But then they fried the fucking he fried the pilot oh. guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then who's going to get why is Mechagodzilla yeah. and then going all nuts? of a sudden King Ghidorah is alive enough to control Mechagodzilla, except for the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in a technology movie. You liquefy a computer, fry it. And now the brain stops working. How nah. does that just because you cut that uplink at that point, he doesn't have an uplink. Yeah. You fried I, the guy that was controlling him. He's controlling himself. How does that fucking affect this thing? Also, that's not how computers work. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just pour half a flask of whiskey on a computer and then it's just like yeah i mean it would probably go up in flames if it not, was on not that computer but it's also Dude. not gonna shut down the, the link with this guy like there was no link at that point like why did all of a sudden mecha godzilla start having a twitch like <laughs> it made no sense to me yeah i don't because he didn't have a connection to the big one, the one in the in that building anymore. They fried the guy that was in there. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I, I literally like could not figure out what they were trying to do. Right? Because yeah. you have Godzilla and King Kong fighting outside, and Mechagodzilla all fighting outside, and you have these three people in this room. They're like, we have to help. We have to do something. I'm like, what? Like, what are you? What are you trying to do here? And I guess yeah. it was like stop that uplink. But yeah, I was like kind of confused. I'm like, the dude's dead. So like, why is it still? 
Yeah, it was. Yeah, and then it turns around. It turns around, and they have that that what was supposed to be a funny moment. But I was so confused at to how this happened that it wasn't funny. Like when that big the big bad guy, smart rich guy, was like talking a bunch of shit to these guys, and then the oh, yeah. Mecha Godzilla turned, and he's like, "Oh shit!" It was supposed to be funny, but it wasn't because I was so confused as to what was happening yeah. and why this thing was now alive when they just fried the guy controlling it. I was like, "There's nobody controlling this thing except for King Ghidorah's brain," and how does he know all of a sudden how to run a computerized mecha godzilla yeah i thought they were going to explain that so i guess i was like holding off on like what's going on and because i'm like they're going to explain it yeah. i never do and then you pour whiskey on it and it somehow interrupts the uplink to nothing the, the I, uplink that doesn't exist anymore again we're in this super secure facility with advanced technology and we pour a little bit of whiskey on one computer and the whole project what if you had an intern you know like Interns spill stuff all the time. Oh, and not to- <laughs> <laughs> You had one intern go on a coffee run so and boom, Mecha Godzilla project is done. Stupid. <laughs> Sorry, Ian, go ahead. No, you're fine. I was just going to say, wasn't there like initial plan to like guess the password too? Like they, yeah. Yeah. Like they, I, neither plan is how computers work. <laughs> Well, not to mention, look, if you would lock down your security, you wouldn't have to have a password lockout mechanism on your fancy ass Mecha Godzilla computer. Like if a random podcaster and a ch- two children weren't able to get into your facility as easily as they do, you wouldn't need to have a password that locks out if you fuck it up three times. Yeah, <laughs> it was oh, switching just to what's going on outside. Right. So cool. That was like an epic fight and it went on for like 20 minutes like right off the bat godzilla breathes his beam just to the center of the earth i'm like okay excuse me are we just gonna ignore the fact that he just like burrowed to the center of the earth took him like five minutes yeah no kidding it took him like one giant weird hawk bat fight down in the center of the earth to like get I was like, okay, cool. And there was a very specific point in that fight. Like when the fight starts, I'm like, oh my gosh, like all these people are dying because they're crashing into buildings. Like just their feet are destroying entire city blocks. Like I'm like, holy shit, like thousands of people are dying. And then at some point in the fight, I'm like, smash him into the building. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't know what happened to me, but at some point I did not give a fuck about how many people were dying. I'm with you. I think the moment for me was at first I was like, holy shit, Hong Kong is getting thrashed. Like everybody is dead and they're not kind of dead. Like they're mutilated, super dead, smushed like little ants. If you ever wanted to know what it was like when you step on a bug, that's what these people felt like. And then they had this really bitching camera shot from a conference room. Oh, that is what it was. Yeah. And that's <laughs> when I switched. That's when I had the moment that I didn't give a fuck about the humans anymore in Hong Kong because it was so cool that you're sitting this conference table and you're watching these two fight from forever away. And then you see this hit and one of them comes flying towards the building and then all of a sudden King Kong's face goes smushing into it and this whole fucking thing's just gone. I was like, that was a cool camera angle. <laughs> yeah, because you're you see two other buildings and he smashes him into the first building, picks him up, smashes his face into the second building, picks him up, and, and at one point I was like, smash him into this one, this one, the one that I'm in, smash him into this one. <laughs> I did the same thing, it was so fucking good. And they do. Yeah. He smashes it right into ah. Oh. It was so good. When I kept when I first saw the angle, I was like, that's cool. What would it be like if they should have had it full of people? <laughs> 
<laughs> so like, did I. It's like I've been sitting in those freaking meeting rooms like that for so long. Could you imagine you just sitting there and you look out and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> that would have been great. Oh, it's so awesome. So morbid. But that's all I could think about was like that would have been bitching if there was like people in a meeting and all of a sudden they're like, oh fuck. Dude. Yeah, so like you, I think anyone who watches it crosses that morbid line. Oh, of yeah. like, oh my gosh, people are dying to like, yeah, pick up this whole building and smash it over his head. I don't care yeah. if they're evacuated yet. Yeah, I will say another part of that fight was when Godzilla starts spewing his fire and Kong's like swinging across the oh, buildings, yeah. like running from it because he gets hit by it and realizes, ooh, that doesn't feel good. So he's like bouncing through buildings, swinging on them, climbing. I was like, that's cool as shit. Yeah. I was actually kind of glad that they used like the breaths thing so often because when it mm-hmm. got to that scene he's ripping through entire skyscrapers like multiple oh, yeah. in time right and i was my immediate reaction was like oh okay yeah sure and then i was like actually yeah that's been consistent this whole movie he's burrowed to the center of the earth he wrecked the apex thing with it just his breath right like so i'm glad that they use it so often because at that point like that scene was like a little bit cooler for me because my immediate thought was like bullshit and i was like actually no this yeah this is legit the part where i think it was mecha godzilla grabs godzilla by the head and like pulls his jaws like wider open and is about oh, to like yeah, yeah, yeah. tear. And then I think Kong comes in and like knocks the Mecha Godzilla around. But yeah, dude, that was like I felt that. I felt that. Ugh. Dude, because doesn't Godzilla do that in a different movie to a different Titan? He like opens him up and then like shoots his little beam like straight into him. So when know, Mecha Godzilla was is, doing I that, watch that movie. Yeah, it was like, it was wild. So when Mechagodzilla was doing that to Godzilla, I was like, taste of your own medicine, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) When um, Kong got that axe, though, I was like, he picks it up. I was like, that's a dinky ass looking axe. Like, it looks like it's like a bone with some leather and like obsidian. I was literally making fun of it because I was watching the movie with my brother. I was like, look at that stupid looking axe. And then he crawls out of the hole, right? Crawls his way out of hollow earth and he puts the axe on the outside. And it's like, it's like a small building. Yeah. It was like, holy crap, that thing's huge. I did not realize how big that thing was. Yeah, when you realize it's made out of one of Godzilla's, not his specifically, but like his family or relatives, like oh spike the spike on their back. Oh, I yeah, didn't know that. I literally didn't know that till right now. That's awesome. Yeah, because they mention in the movie in passing, which is also a waste. And one of the things that I want to see more of is the fact that they say there was a time, and they talk about this in Kong Skull Island, where Kong mm. had a family, right, where there was many of these. Yeah apes or gorillas that were sizing him. And then they talk about this fight between these other Godzillas and you see Godzilla skulls and bone and like skeletons mm-hmm. in the that chamber in Hollow Earth. And I was like, I want to see that. Yeah. I Show see me that the movie. Kong versus Godzilla war. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't put any yeah. humans in it. I don't need to hear a fucking word of dialogue. Just let these fuckers go. It's like that video game, that little computer game where you pick like a thousand Jedi versus 10,000 fucking samurai. And just go. Just give me, yeah. And just let them fucking go yeah. and watch it. I will watch all two hours of that shit. Yeah, dude. Planet of the Apes style, except giant and versus Godzilla. I'd watch Hell that. Yeah. I'm in, dude. I'm in. I'm in. That shit would be great. The last thing I want to mention in this, and this goes to other movies that we've watched. And so we just watched Justice League and we talked about the fact that there was some pretty bad CGI, even when they fixed it, right? And they did some better CGI. There's still some pretty rough CGI in there. And yet this movie can have 
monsters, giant gorillas, and a fucking giant lizard, and it looks seamless and great. Like, the only time I saw a little bit of iffy shit was at the beginning when he, when he pulls the branches off that tree mm-hmm. that he turns into, like, a spear. There was some weird moment in that that you can just tell they struggled with that whole branches getting pulled off. But other than that, like, the CGI is clean. And the budget's not yeah. that different. Like, I'm like, how is it that these guys can do this, but Henry Cavill's face looks like he's got fucking slugs all over it? Like, I just don't understand. And again, maybe it's just my understanding of the technology, and I just don't know. But it blows me away, the difference between some of those CGI moments. Because this movie was beautiful. Visually, it was yeah. a stunning movie. Yeah, it was very cool. I don't think I have any CGI critiques for this movie. Like, it was good enough for me to get lost in the story, and that's all I want. It's stunning. Yeah. Like, the whole hollow earth, like, everything about that was just gorgeous. Like, yeah. And at the end, like, when when Kong's, like, swinging, he's like, he's on his daily walk, and there's, he's swinging around. and jump. God, it was just beautiful. Yeah. Everything was gorgeous. Amazed me. So they were in hollow earth at the end, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So was there just, like, these two random flying snakes, and there wasn't any other monsters down there then? Dude, when we first got there, we saw all sorts of things. I was like, yeah. this place is uninhabitable. So Kong well, I think, probably wrecked them all. Well, I think he's protecting them. I think that's what he they because you could see that they have their little facility in that area. And then he's kind of doing this little circle mm-hmm. around it. So I think he's just kind of protecting territory. them. Yeah. So I'm, but I'm, yeah, but it's obvious like, well, I guess it's not obvious, but they show kind of, they try to at least that obviously Kong and his family were like the dominant species down there at some point, right. Along with, with Godzilla's relatives, what, I don't know how you want to fucking word that, but at some point they were. So I'm assuming that that kind of food chain would take place again. And people would recognize that here's Kong. We don't want to fuck with this guy because he's wrecked a lot of us, but yeah, there was a lot of shit. I don't know that he's cleaned that place out, but he's obviously keeping an eye on it but i want to see more of that shit what was the other thing that was down there because we saw the big snakes yeah. we saw the weird hawk bird the crabs bat things that thing oh, that the fucking the crab. crab that's right yeah oh, that's yeah. dope they essentially just introduced an apex predator into a new ecosystem and they're like yeah. let's see what happens which is awesome we should do that more often <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely <laughs> My my last thing about stupid humans is the super hot chick who was in charge of oh yeah Isa Gonzalez yeah (laughs) (laughs) she her her character makes no sense and I was like no it's the dumbest fucking character yeah well yeah I mean look Isa Gonzalez is is a very beautiful one she made Bloodsport worth watching or not Bloodsport what was that fucking Bloodshot Bloodshot Bloodshot. Uh, she made Bloodshot worth watching and she's another one that she's a great actress like I've watched her in other things besides these two movies Bloodshot and this one she's Mm -hmm. really good but this character was bad so dumb She's gorgeous. She could have done more screen time and I would have been fine. Well, sure. (laughs) I mean, just like the whole, like she had no substance. Like her whole thing was I'm rich. My dad, my dad's rich. I'm sexy. I can do whatever the hell I want. And that was it. Like it was like, that was her whole, there was no substance to this character whatsoever. None. And we get to Hollow Earth. As I say, even when they try to, we get to Hollow Earth and like she has these moments of like, oh, this little girl's cute. Fuck you. I'm going to leave her here and steal this shit and go like (laughs) it's like, yeah, I don't. It was just weird. Like she's like, okay, we need to get these samples. That whole that whole conflict and scene was super dumb to me because she's like, okay, we need to get these samples to send back to dad. The other chick was like, no, you can't. And I'm like, why the fuck do you think you're here? Yeah. What? 
what do you mean? No, you can't. Like, it's yeah. not like this is the first time you're hearing that this is why they're coming down here for this power source. So anyway, she's like, no, you can't. And she's like, yeah, I can. My dad literally paid for this, you know, little exhibition and then he gets what he wants because he's super rich, which up to that point, I'm like, yep, all that makes sense. Sure. I'm like still on Issa Gonzalez's side. And then she pulls guns on the little girl and the Kong whisperer lady and stuff. And then Kong freaks out. He's like, uh, I'm going to fuck you all up. And then Isla Gonzalez's character is like shocked. I'm like, what yeah. did you think was going to happen? Like, yeah. you, <laughs> you, you watch this dude fight a lizard for this girl. And you're yes. surprised that when you threaten her, she's, he's going to destroy you. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, he fought Godzilla in the water, like in Godzilla's like home field for this little girl. What, yeah. Why are we over here all shocked? And then she runs back to the ship and she's like, shoot King Kong. I'm like, why? Yeah, that's working so well. <laughs> You're just being a dick now. <laughs> Which is another really weird side issue in this movie. Like, why as humans do we continue to launch rockets and missiles at Godzilla and Kong? Like, you've wasted billions of dollars in ordnance watching shit explode on their skin and not do a fucking thing. Honestly, let's no, just keep like, doing it. I was like, you got to do something, right? Like, <laughs> what else are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, if I'm flying one of these jets, I'm like, thanks, guys. I'll see you later. <laughs> and I'm no, going the opposite way. Going like, AWOL. Yeah, like, fuck you. I'm not flying at this thing. Jesus. Oh, my one other awesome favorite part. Okay, yeah. actually, one stupid, one more stupid part and then one more favorite part. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when they defib King Kong, oh, <laughs> we're like, we're like, he's dying. Like, we, and the dude's like, Oh, like we could bring him back if we have something that could power Las Vegas for a week. And I was like, yeah. okay, I don't think that's how engines work, but okay, like let's hear this this plan. Yeah. And I don't know if like you know this, but if you put a defibrillator on someone whose heart has not stopped, <laughs> it yeah. will stop. Yeah. <laughs> so, King Kong was not dead yet. And yeah. that he just puts a bunch of volts into him, right? Super dumb. <laughs> Yeah, super, it was like super they dumb. gave him the biggest shot of like adrenaline ever made. Like they had this giant syringe and they just, that's what they yeah. really made it seem like they did. Yeah. yeah no, I'm with you. Instead of electrocuting him with gravity engines. That's, Cause that makes sense. That makes sense. Anyway, when King Kong gets up and he has a dislocated shoulder and he oh, smashes yeah. it into the building and resets it. I was like, and then he has that look on his face. Like, all right, ready to go. I was like, Oh yes, he's back. I was yeah. so amped. Like I got re-amped for another fight. That was awesome. Okay. Can I shit on one more thing and then we'll rate this thing? Yes. Speaking of this moment, you reminded me of something. When he lands this ship on Kong's chest and sets it into overload mode, Kong is a very fucking large animal. <laughs> he is the size yes. of these. He's bigger than these skyscrapers. This guy just ran like six miles in two seconds because he was off of Kong. Not only that, but you got to jump off of this fucking animal or climb down his hair before this fucking thing goes off. This yeah. motherfucker is not that far away when Kong gets up. Like, I was like, dude, you can you teleport? Are you a wizard? Like, what the fuck just happened? That's, Are yeah. you Usain Bolt? I, I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God. Like, it, even something simple, like, this ship has a zip line, right? Yeah, and he seriously. just shoots it and zip lines down. I would have been fine with that. If he base jumped off of King Kong, <laughs> would have been fine with that. Like, yeah, they just didn't explain it. They're just like, no. yeah, and now he's on the street again. Yeah, like, now he's on the street in a safe distance. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so dumb. It was so bad. Anything that had to do with humans was just terrible. It's terrible. Except the little girl. She was great. She, she was, was great. her interaction yeah. with, with Kong was amazing. And I don't like Rebecca Hall in most cases, but she was decent. Like she was okay when she was interacting with Gia. But whenever she was talking mm-hmm. to the rest of the ridiculous humans, she was terrible again. But yeah. Gia was the be- the only human worth anything in this movie, which yeah. is sad because the cast is phenomenal. Yeah. So the yeah. only good human is a human who can't talk. <laughs> and who's less than <laughs> fucking 15 years old. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, let's rate this thing. Javier, why don't you start? Dude, I don't even know, right? Because what I liked, I really liked. And what I didn't like, I really didn't like. Right? Yeah. So like, ugh. Like, I feel feel like that's exactly what makes a middle-of-the-road movie, right? Yeah. Like, it's equally good as it is bad. But I feel like it deserves a little bit more than a 2.5. Just for like, oh, just for the action. At one point, they were like wrestling. I was like, hit him with your knee. And then he hits him with his knee. And I was like, he's listening to me. <laughs> like, like, I've never been, like, never watched an action film where I'm like, I want him to do this. And that's what he does. Right. Like yeah. the director just knew he made that movie for people like me. Right. He's like, I know what these guys want. They want they want King Kong to hit Godzilla with his knee. Right. Like, I love it. It was awesome. I think I'm going to give this I think I'm going to give it a three. I don't think it deserves much more than a three, because like really the only good parts of this is Godzilla and King Kong fighting. Like the CGI is cool. Like everything about that's cool. The rest of the movie, which is the majority of the movie, (laughs) is not good. Doesn't make sense. The characters don't make sense. The story doesn't make sense. The technology doesn't make sense. And they don't like they don't even bother to try to explain it. Like I would have much rather like we could have done away with most of these side plots. Right. Like if you wanted to have one cool thing, like take the time to explain that and like set the stage for that. I'm going to give it a three. But I still think it's like, I'm totally going to watch this again. It is so fun. I'm so conflicted with this movie. I know. Like so conflicted. I feel like I want to give it more than a three, but I just don't know if I can. It's like this, it's like this internal moral dilemma. I know I'm yes. having the same thing. Yes. Yeah, it's it's rough. Because like rough. the acting, the acting's good. Like the acting's yeah. not bad. The writing is bad. Oh, the writing's terrible. It's the so worst like, thing ever. I don't know. I feel like it checks like a lot of good boxes, but like it doesn't check enough good boxes for me to tell people like, oh, this like drop what you're doing and go watch this movie. Like yeah. I'm not for like they don't check enough boxes for me to be forgiving of the bad things. Right. Like Jurassic Park checks enough boxes for me that I can ignore like the stupid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this doesn't that's not this. This isn't the same for me. So, oh, yeah, I'm going to. OK, three final answer. Locking it in. All right. I'm right way with you. I've been struggling this whole time because there's so much to shit on in this movie, but there's so much to praise and there's no middle ground. It's not like anything in this movie is just it's it's okay. It's either fantastic or it's horrible. And it's it's so hard because I don't think we've ever had a movie quite like this where I had so much fun watching it. And yet there were so many things that I hated about it at the same (laughs) time. Like We've never had that before. Like I've always had one way or another where I felt so much about it one way that it leaned me that way and this one's not Mm -hmm. that way like it's entertaining it's a lot of fun to the point that we're already making plans to go watch it again but i know that part of that is and i think it's going to become one of my guilty pleasure movies i really do because it's almost like a lot of these movies that are guilty pleasures like i make fun of the things that i hate because i and i can do that and still love the things that i love Mm -hmm. and so i really feel like this is going to be a movie that i watch 
anytime it's on, I see I'm like, I'm just going to watch. Cause mm -hmm. what is really good about it is so good with the fights and even like, Kong's personality like Godzilla has no personality he's just an angry fucking lizard that kicks everybody's ass but Kong has a shit ton of personality like he's funny he's quiet like he's emotional like he's sad he's angry he fights like a fucking beast I mean it's cool to watch him and the two together like when they were teamed up against Mecha Godzilla, that shit was dope that like was the way that they were so fighting dope. together and you see Godzilla light up the axe knowing he needed it like it was just cool to watch that part made getting past the really shitty dialogue and the terrible writing of these really complicated complex storylines that you just didn't need you could have bared the mm -hmm. bare bones the storyline and it would have been good enough and i think you would have pushed this movie up into like four four and a half territory for me because i don't need some life-changing oh, yeah. deep story i just need shit to make sense and this movie doesn't in so many ways yeah. and that's where the conflict comes in for me so i'm going to be with you javier i'm going to give it a three i want to give it higher because what they do well they do really well but yeah. what they don't do well they do so bad I can't give it any higher than a three and feel comfortable with it. So right there at a three, I will watch this again, probably multiple times because Next again, week. it's entertaining as fuck. I, it, I cannot let say that enough. It's fun. I will say and, it's fun with other people. So I'm going to throw that out there. Yes. Like, watch it with, watch it with friends and just get sure. amped with yeah. your friends. Cause I can it's see a blast. So this movie surprised me in a lot of ways because I set my expectations super low. And I think I texted JJ halfway through the movie and I even said the stuff that I was expecting not to like, I love meaning like all the fighting and the monsters going at it and the stuff that I didn't expect to be an issue being the characters and the writing and the storyline, I absolutely hated. So I'm very much in line with you guys. The more I think about it, I almost wish it was kind of told from just Kong's perspective. Not that you have to like use his actual perspective, but if you would have just followed him and like he interacts with these different humans, they take him down to this hollow yeah. earth. Place. He comes up and you kind of like do a couple cutaways to Godzilla. Like I would have loved it so much more if there wasn't this focus on the humans. Because let's be honest, if you're watching this movie, you don't care about the humans. You're wanting to see monsters go at it and buildings destroyed. Might as well just completely write those guys out and have a monster movie about monsters. That's such a good point. Because oh, then you I guess like, I got a really great. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, if you really, really wanted to, you could make a separate movie about the podcast people and like Mecha Godzilla, and like you could you could still get away with that, like if you absolutely had to tell that side of the story. Yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah. point. It's a genius idea, and I'm with you. I, that's smart. You're on to something there, dude. I like that. What do you rate? Especially with how much he enjoyed his uh his personality. Yeah, I know, right? The most important part. Um <laughs> damn, that's it's hard because honestly, if I if I if you have the perspective of I want to see monsters beat each other to death, this movie's like a four point five. <laughs> but if you're if I'm going from my regular like Ian how he rates movies, I uh, I do a two point five. I just, I'm grappling with it. I, I, yeah, I do it at 2.5, but that feels really weird because of how much I enjoyed some of the parts and that we're trying to go see it again. Cause that's, ex yeah, yeah, that's I, exactly how I feel. Like I feel yeah. weird giving it a three. Mm -hmm. I want to give it more. You'll understand when you watch it. Yeah. You have to watch it. It's, it's so odd. It's just an odd feeling. Yeah. It's one of those movies. That's fun to crap on though. Like it is. Yes. I, oh, I, yeah. I always like mm -hmm. it. Movie, so. It's going to be one so of those movies entertainment from the bad. That's yeah. true. At least you can still laugh at how bad it is. Oh, yeah. And it, I'm yeah. also going to 
take it and watch like scenes of it occasionally yeah. right like i have a couple of movies like like john wick i won't sit down and watch the whole thing all the time but i'll watch like i'll watch a, a scene or two and i think this is going to be a movie like that like i'll watch them wreck tokyo occasionally yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. It's really weird. And I think that's the saving grace of the movie is that because it's not what you watch, like the story of the humans and all that isn't what you watch it for. You can get past it by making fun of it and going, what the fuck were they thinking? Mm -hmm. Until you get to the parts that are entertaining and fun to watch. Stupid humans. <laughs> so bad. All right, boys. There it is. Three, three, two and a half. Uh, very odd movie to rate, but a lot of fun to watch. Can't wait to watch it again. I can't wait to see it in a theater. I, that's going to be exciting. So we'll let you know how that one goes too. But uh, yeah, we appreciate you tuning in. Go check us out on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at What's Our Verdict. Uh, interact with us. Leave us a review. Again, don't forget Podchaser is donating 25 cents to Meals on Wheels of America. If you leave a review, and respond and we reply and we will reply if you leave one so go do that for charity it's a good cause yeah reach out to us host at what's our verdict.com we appreciate you listening and we'll catch you on the next one bye-bye now cinemagic out